episode three of Puckin' Around. How are the boys doing today? Doing boys fantastic. Fantastic. You know what? Maybe right. the boys are back. The boys are. Yeah, back. they are indeed. We're looking no for trouble as well. No pun intended. <laughs> so um, we got a special guest on the pod later today. We got Connor Small. Not a big deal. Hopefully, he'll tell us some stories about some USA hockey, and I'm very excited to hear what he has to say about Jack Hughes and all the players he's talked to through the World Juniors. What about you guys? Yeah, um, I'm excited. I mean, most of you guys, I mean, all three of our listeners probably don't know who that is, but <laughs> um, we know who that is. I think that's what's important here. Yeah, um, we're, and it's important that we're excited. Yeah, he's a big hockey guy too, so. Yeah, beast. Huge Blackhawks fan. Yeah. Die die hard. Grew up in Chicago. Always be a, will always be a Blackhawks fan. So it'll be cool to hear what he has to say since he was the um, marketing manager for the, um, the Team USA development program when Jack Hughes was first in it. So he's got to see him firsthand before anyone Not else even saw him. <laughs> he got to see Just him before kidding. the height. So it'll be exciting to see what he has to say about him. He saw a lot of players before the hype. Yeah. Yeah, he said he saw Wallstrom. He saw all those guys in that program. Mm-hmm. So it'll be exciting to see what he has to say. I do know that he has talked to some of the players, like Keandre Miller. I've heard he has a funny superstition with Keandre Miller, the New York Rangers draft pick. So it'll be funny to hear that story. Um, but anyways, that'll be later on the podcast. Um, some things to talk about today, boys. Um, maybe we can talk a little bit more of the William Nylander situation right now. Um, the Leafs say that they're comfortable letting him sit the rest of the season. What do you guys think of this power move by Dubas? Um, if that is true, it's like, I don't see it as a possible negative situation for the Leafs. Yeah, we miss out on a somewhat elite goal scorer in the NHL nowadays. Obviously, lethal together, but him sitting out a year, it only brings down his value, essentially. Um, has really established himself enough as a player to get, you know, the same return or the same money he'd get now as compared to sitting out for a year. So, I don't mind it. At least they're rolling right now without him. So, and Matthews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone else? I, uh, yeah. I, Dubas saying that is him kind of trying to get Nylander to sign for less money. I, I think, I don't understand why Nylander would set out an entire year. He can get probably close to $7 million right now from the Leafs, and he can sign a short, probably, what, a two-year deal. And if he gets that and he plays well, then maybe they'll re-sign him for more money. But he hasn't really proven himself for what he wants, and I don't think he should be sitting out. I think he should want to play. And it's unfortunate that he's not playing because he's awesome to watch, and the Leafs would be even better with him than mm-hmm. they are without him, which is crazy because, like you guys said, they've been insane. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Rev? Agreed. Uh, even if he goes past the uh, December 1st deadline for signing, Dubas can still trade him up until, I think, mid-February, but he just can't play. So mm. he can still get traded, which will be the topic of discussion for the next couple months with Toronto media. If uh, Yeah, which means all of Canadian hockey media. Yeah, basically. So if they decide to keep him out for that, he's going to... Now would that bring down the value of the trade? again. Bring down the value of the trade that he can't even play that year? Probably, right? Yeah. For sure. For sure. But can he he can still play in the um, KHL, can he not? If he doesn't Yeah, play? he just can't play in the NHL. Yeah. So he'll get to play overseas. And he'll Does have... he have rights? Does he have rights to a KHL team? Probably not. He probably just goes to Sweden for whatever team his dad played for. Plays with a bunch yeah, of most ad- likely. bunch of advertisements on his jersey, scanning around. <laughs> <laughs> they wear a golden bucket if you're leading the league and scoring. Walking around yeah. with a McDonald's logo on his socks. So funny. Yeah, but how much of it is is it Willie's fault? Because I doubt it's 
on him. I mean, he's only 22, 23. Like, I'm sure he just wants to play hockey. Well, you know, I remember he's coming, like, where his dad, um, what his dad did as well. He held out twice, and um, his agent as well. A lot of players signed late. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering with the situation as well. Like, it does this, how much of an impact that does his um dad have on this? Honestly, I'm wondering. Because yeah. I don't his know. uh, his dad held out as well, right? Yeah, twice. Not surprised. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, so that's the latest talk on William Nylander. Dubas says he doesn't want to put Russia trade. He says he's comfortable with saying them. Because the Leafs are doing good right now. Obviously, we'd be better with them, but they don't want to force looking, a trade they don't have to make. They're playing fine defensively, too. So. Uh, except for Hainsey you know, yeah. and, and Ron. Jesus Christ. Hainsey. <laughs> <laughs> and Seist have, have been iffy. Yeah. But, anyways, some trades have happened. In the last week, we've seen Ryan Strom for uh, Ryan Spooner. Ryan for Ryan. What do you guys think of this trade? I think it's stupid, but I mean, it could benefit either team. Like you never know. Maybe a change of scenery. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what the scenery trade. I don't really, I don't really get it because uh, Spooner just had a change of scenery. He just got to New York from Boston last year. Um. And then the Rangers signed him, and mm-hmm. then they traded him 15 games into this, 20 games into this season. So uh, maybe it really just wasn't working out in New York. Maybe the new uh, new head coach and all that change happening, maybe it was too much for Spooner. And Ryan, one of the biggest busts in recent memory. Like when he got drafted, I remember everybody was at least. Uh, I knew from hockey thought he was going to be awesome, but he really hasn't been. Yeah, he. I mean, him and his brother had unreal junior careers, and then they hit the NHL and they can't seem to figure it out. Yeah, what was he fifth overall? Uh, I can look it up real quick. We need ourselves like that. He was super good in juniors. We need ourselves a Grinelli to search the shit. (laughs) Cause I search it, you hear me typing. Buddy, I search it. Strom, Strom went fifth overall in 2011. And then they also, the Islanders also took Dow Cole fifth let's, overall. Let's not talk about Islanders draft. Oof, brutal. Brutal. Yeah. I mean, they drafted brutal. good this year. Yeah, they did. They, they really did. did. Well, and last year. <sighs> but, yeah, but, you know, just Hossein, like, let's just not get into it. Yeah. Fuck who's ever Bro, Kamarov's been doing, like, work on the aisles right now. <laughs> Same with Matt Martin. <laughs> and Val Coppola. Val Terry Flip yeah. Cup. Flip Cup, man. So, also in the last week, or last podcast, we forgot to talk about the, um, the Hall of Fame. More about the Hall of Fame. Completely blanked on it. We talked about St. Louis a bit. Shortly. Shortly, again. just for a bit. Definitely favorite player in that in that Hall of Fame. Um, a few other players I got inducted are uh, Broder. Everyone knows that guy, and uh, Willie O'Ree. And I'm surprised it take it's like taken him so long to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame, being the first colored person to play. Oh my god! Hall. Yeah, it took way too long. Travis Dermott's holder literally just came off his skate boot mid-shift. <laughs> oh, no. Like, not just the steal, like the holder. Yeah, the I just watched thing? Anthony Sorelli get hit in the back of the head with a slap shot. He's fine. Did you guys? No, 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 he's okay. Goals actually get happened in Ottawa tonight? No. Apparently, a, uh, a fan in the crowd collapsed and medical had to do CPR on them in the stands. And then Vincent Trocek went crashing into the Yeah, I, I just saw that Trocek injury. Oh, God. Brutal. Brutal. Like, he, his leg like got caught under him, and he fell straight down on it. It looked awful. Oh, God. Yikes. You hate to see it. Yeah, you really do. Jeez, Hope everyone's okay. Panthers are buzzing lately. 
Are they not? Yeah. Or Hoffman is at least. I don't know about the Panthers. Yeah, they were on a I think a five game win streak. It might have been snapped. I don't. We don't know what we're talking about on this podcast, so we're just winging it. Yeah, we're winging it. Just depends if we watched. If we watched highlights the night before or not. Five minutes. You guys want to talk about it? brutal trade proposals for the Leafs for Nylander. Oh my god! Oh my god! Because he dropped a good one tonight as well. <laughs> what was it? Tonight it was with Columbus. So Columbus gives Toronto Josh Anderson and David Savard for Nylander. Oh my god! <laughs> I've, saw, I've seen a few on Instagram that are just ridiculous. Riley, you saw the you saw the worst one regs. I sent it to Riley. It was like William Nylander to New York Rangers for Chris Kreider and a couple picks. What's the point of that? <laughs> yeah, they didn't even get a, a first round pick, and then uh, it was a conditional second. So if Nylander scores twenty, it turns into a first. They oh my they don't god! Even get a defenseman. <laughs> What's the point? What is the point? I saw another one, kid. It was ghost straight up for Neil. Yeah, I'm like, if if Philly, I wouldn't offered, do that. If Philly offered that to Toronto, that shit would be accepted instantly, man. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, not at all. But anyways, um, we have to have the interview with Connor Small soon, so we'll have to just fly through some things here. Um, Tom Wilson. <laughs> Tom Tom Wilson's um, suspension reduced to 14 games. What do you boys think about that? I think it makes sense. I mean, he hit him in preseason, and I think it was Sunfist, right? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, – I think he was fine. Like, I don't really think he missed too much time with injury. And, uh, I, I mean, they, they reduced it to 14 games, but Wilson already missed 16. So, like, the NHL kind of screwed him there, but – I mean, he doesn't care. Like I said before we started recording, he's got four points so far in two and a half games, basically. They're playing the Habs right now. So he's, uh, I've always thought he was a waste of a first-round pick, which is probably true, but he's starting to figure himself out. I mean, most guys would produce if they're playing with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. I could probably score 20 goals uh, if you put me on that line right now. But uh, yeah, Yeah. I think... I think it was the right move by the NHL, mostly because it was just a preseason game and Sunquist didn't really get hurt. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to our first podcast, we talked a bit about the. Remember the Matheson hit on um, Pedersen and like he got a concussion. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Um, what do you guys think of like? Sort of a similar hit with uh, Morrissey on um, TJ Oshie, where he, he just got a fine. He didn't get any suspension. What do you guys think of that? Do you think he should have been suspended? or? Uh, I think it was worse than the, the, the Pedersen one. Really? Yeah, I do. I was watching that game live, and it, it, it really looked like, at least from... I haven't watched the replay since like the night it happened, but... It, when I first saw it in real time, it really looked like Morrissey kind of put some extra effort into throwing Oshi down. And Oshi's had concussion problems in the past. Um, oh my God, Philip Forsberg just sniped. Sorry, I'm watching the, the Preds Lightning <laughs> game. He just went top fucking titty. Boys, you um, can multitask. <laughs> Got you in there. Um, yeah, I thought it was a little worse because it wasn't against, it wasn't kind of slammed him in open ice. Uh, but I mean, who knows what the Department of Player Safety is doing? I don't even know if they do. Right. What do you? I think it was kind of them making up for the Matheson suspension because Canada kind of went nuts with it. Well, mostly Vancouver went nuts on the Pedersen thing because he was injured, and that's basically their second star player, if not their best player, on the team. So when they lost it on them, player safety basically had no choice, and this is them kind of retracting the suspension if you want to say it that way uh, mm-hmm. so not every throwdown is going to be a suspension anymore mm-hmm. it's be like a call just to say they got talked to you and they might not even talk to them yeah. that's a good point I don't think Matheson should have been suspended but since they suspended him they should have just suspended Morrissey for a game or whatever just for a sole purpose that they did 
from Addison. Um, obviously, both plays were a little bit rougher than normal, but man, Morris, she's a small guy. I know she's pretty big. Just manhandle though. Yeah. I think Morrissey is a, like a like stocky. Like he's not the tallest guy, but he's probably yeah. strong as fuck. Built so, like a truck. Yeah. I think I um I never even thought about that, Riley. What you said, and that's probably that's definitely probably like what they're doing because that hit was pretty similar. And other people are saying yeah, but Matheson was like got dangled and he's chasing him down. And it's a different situation and like. True, that's true, but it doesn't matter what the situation is. The same thing, ha- the same result happened. Guy threw him down to the ice. So yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. and like we said before, the social media has a huge impact on these suspensions, and everyone was going crazy over the Pedersen. And I'm just thinking, if that was, if Oshi happened to be McDavid or someone in that situation, I couldn't see him not getting suspended for that hit. To be honest, agreed. And that's just how it is, like in the league. Like that's just how that's just how she goes. So that's <laughs> <laughs> just the way he's she right, goes. though. Yeah, yeah, but maybe good point, Riley. But Riley with the good points here. Maybe another throwdown like that, you probably won't see a suspension. Oh my god! Dedicated to the pod. Depends how many depends how many tweets they get. Maybe they will. Who knows? Um. So. Some deals that just got inked. Arizona inked um, Chickering. Chickering. Whatever the fuck his name is. Fuck. Chickering. 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 Six-year deal. Chikrin. Buddy gets a yeah. six-year deal, gets some money, plays one game, and he's out again. Yeah, he's glass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Glass. That guy. Yeah. Next draw for Lupo. Yeah. Definitely. Guys, too. Yep. Make a lot. And not play that much, bro. Did Stay he get single for a reason? Now, did anyone see exactly. why he? Why did he even get a back injury? Did he get hit? I didn't. I don't know. I didn't watch. I, I don't know either. I don't watch Arizona hockey. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Don't tell this. <laughs> like, why imagine he's listening right now. Yeah. Like these fucking pigeons. <laughs> these guys don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, yeah. last, lastly, before we, um, go straight into the interview, we have, um, Zdeno Chara out for, I've seen four to six weeks, but Riley, did you say it was more than that? You saw more? Yeah, I saw someone on Instagram, I think it was TSN or something like that, I don't know. They put six to eight weeks in their picture. Hmm. What's his interview again? It's I mean, interview, four. injury. What's his name? A knee. Knee he went injury. to hit uh, Carl Soderberg in his left knee. He just gave out on him and went sideways. Is that Chikrin? Was it an ACL? No, Chara. Chara. Oh, I don't know. All I've is seen that... is a lower body and that he's going to get reevaluated in four weeks minimum. Jesus. Is he not like 41? Yeah. He is 41. Yeah, he's old. He's in good Give shape for his age. <laughs> yeah. Did you see his Instagram videos? No. Are they funny? It's an awesome God. follow on Instagram. Are they funny? They're like intense workout videos. Oh but yeah, like, it's the most insane stuff. Things too. Is he? Bench, I remember. Uh, is he bench watched... pressing like trucks? Like what's he doing? Apparently, he wins the uh, the fitness competition at training camp every year. That's not. Or at least he used okay. to. Oh, Nashville just scored again. <laughs> Louis Domingue is garbage. Yeah, I know. Imagine yeah, giving up five goals to the Flyers. Leafs take over first. I don't know. Sabres are on the Leafs' ass. Right, Sabres are rolling. Shout out to Evan. Yeah, Evan. About the Sabres. We know you're listening, buddy. I bet on the Sabres tonight, and they're losing. <laughs> no, it's tight, so, man. Middle uh, I would scored. be pretty mad at you if they lose. Yo, Ken, Middle Sabres are wagging. Ted, Middlestat just scored. It's tied 4-4. Yes! Let's go. That's have, you guys, have you guys ever been on Middlestat's Instagram? No. Yeah, it's funny. He gets shirt so, for keeping his shirt on all yeah, the time. He, he doesn't have a single shirtless picture. Guys like Brady Tachok and all those American like 99s or 2000s, they'll just chirp him for keeping it on. Yeah. A lot of milk body comments. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Bro, I love just following all those guys on Instagram or checking They're up so on them. They're so funny. They all just roast each other. Matthews and, like, all those guys, like, all of them, like, Wierenski, all the, Eichel, they all just roast each other on each other's Instagrams. It's yeah. hilarious. All American guys. Yeah. Canadians have no sense of humor. Yeah. No, the only, the only Canadian guys that do that are like OHL fifth round picks. So, I mean, we're, I got drafted to the, well, no team, so guess can't really say anything. I <laughs> 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 to go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, last, um, before we head over to Connor Small, talk a little bit more, it'll probably be a lot of USA hockey, fuck's sakes. Um, what do you guys think about the World Juniors? Who do you think's gonna win? What do you think the rosters, potential rosters? The US is gonna win. Yeah, the US will have a good team. Two words, Jack Hughes? Jack Hughes is on there. Well, same with his brother, Quinn. Eh? Yeah, and Quinn's going to play because he's not in the NHL. Walsh Imagine how Vancouver's going to play. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The U.S. is going to be a wag this a, year. They have a lot of players in the first round this year for the draft. Oh, yeah. They also have um, Alex Turcotte. He's he's pretty good. U.S. hockey's literally taking over the um, the younger side of the game, at least. There's too many Americans. That's to, why there's way yeah. more Americans than Canadians. Just the like, population. But yeah. they're coming from everywhere, too. It's not just like yeah. a traditional Detroit, Chicago hockey. Minnesota, cities. yeah. Minnesota, yeah. It's like everyone says, Arizona, Florida. Yeah, dude, a lot of sick players from Florida. Yeah, they have a lot of teams, too. Yeah. Well, they had, uh, when I played 18U, they had the number one AA team in the country. Really? was from Florida. I watched them play. They're nasty. They should have been a triple-A team. Oh, yeah, one of those teams. Yeah, I remember one time I was I was in this, um, went back when I was playing some house league. I was in a tournament, and we faced a team from Newmarket that were a fucking double-A team in a house league tournament. Nice, right? Smoke you? We actually beat them in the final 6-5. I don't even know how. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, just scored. Did he? It's 3-2, right? Oh. Hans team. Riley just set him up. It's another point for Riley. No Dude, Morgan Riley is a wagon himself. That's true. Uh, he deserves to see. I think so. Just because he's been there through thick and thin. Yeah. Let's, come on, Sabres. That's banging. All I'm right. so glad they tied it up. So, that's probably the end of the podcast. We're going to head over to our interview with Connor Small. Glad you guys could listen. Hope you enjoy. We'll get to ask him a bit about the USA National Team Development Program. And we can ask him about some of the players like Wallstrom and the more of the World Juniors, maybe the players coming up and how they um, how they really develop playing against top junior teams. And we'll ask him about the World Juniors and shit. So we hope you boys enjoy. And if you're looking for any uh, sports tickets... Check out Seat Giant and use discount code PUCKIN8 for 8% off your next order. We are pleased to announce one of America's proudest citizens. He wears the red, <laughs> the white, and the blue with nothing but pride, honor, courage, and pride. All right. As <laughs> pride I was a world junior alumni, he sure as hell didn't play one game for that world junior team, but he made sure his presence was felt out there. Give it up to Connor Small, everyone. Love it. That's quite the intro. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. It's, That's it's how we do it around here. here. All downhill from here, though. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Connor? I'm doing all right, man. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Thank you. Happy to have you on the pod. First 100%. guest. I've heard through the through the pipeline that I'm the first ever guest. <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. Not that big of a deal. We're not that big yet, but just give us some time. <laughs> oh, once, once again, only downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Connor, for the listeners who don't know, can you explain to them some like your career background and what you used to do? 
Yeah, so um, it, it was kind of a, a weird beginning for me. I was just a hopeless college kid who landed on the campus of Illinois State, and I knew that I wanted to do something with sports. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, actually, I got here the, the first day before I moved into my dorm room. I walked on down to, to Bloomington, where at the time there was a team in the Southern Professional Hockey League, which if you're unfamiliar with that, is a glorified beer league. Um, it's just about the, the lowest level of hockey that there is, uh, in the professional level, at least in the United States. Um, and so the Bloomington Thunder were, uh, in the SPHL at that time, I went down there kind of asked if they had any internships available. Um, and as you may imagine, a team in the SPHL is dying for anybody to come and help them. And so they gave me a gig then and there, and I stayed with the, um, with, with hockey in Bloomington all throughout my all four years there. It, took a couple dips and turns for the better. Um, after the first year of the SPHL, it didn't work out so well, and the United States Hockey League came in and kind of turned things around, and it was really cool. Um, they, they pretty much cleaned house, but they kept myself and a couple other people on board. I was able to grow from there into the director of game ops role, which was really awesome, able to direct a couple major events with the Blackhawks for Blackhawks night. Um, I learned a lot and it set me up to, to do a lot of, a lot of other things from there. My last two years at ISU, I was able to, to join the Chicago bears for a couple seasons. And of course, after I leave, they go seven and three and they're leading the NFC North. So that's, <laughs> that's great. In the, the two seasons I worked with them, I saw three wins at home. That's oh. not a joke. That is the absolute truth. <laughs> that's, your, that's all your but, fault. Uh, yeah, right, right. It is what it is. I'm happy they're doing well. It's fun to watch them again as a fan. Um, I and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk a lot, uh, talk about it a lot later. But I was able to go over to Helsinki, Finland, in 2016 because of kind of both of those um, to to help out at the World Junior Hockey Championship. That was an experience. And then after graduation, um, which I I thought was the the first major step of my sports career, ended up being the last step, and that was to go over with USA Hockey in Plymouth um, with the National Team Development Program. Loved every single second of it. Nothing but fantastic things to say. And, um, yeah, plenty of, of great stories to share. Jeez, that's a long wow. career. Holy shit. Yeah, he's only like 25, too. <laughs> yeah, tw- tw- 24 years old. I, to my knowledge, I was the youngest person to hold a manager role in USA Hockey history. That was pretty cool. There he goes. Absolutely not a big deal. <laughs> that is huge and you, fun stuff man now obviously you don't do sports anymore but you know what you just found you know what it's okay because you love what you do yeah now, right? I, I like to tell people that I'm taking a hiatus I, I, I would never completely say that I'm done with sports because it still you holds a, yeah. a mm-hmm. definite place in my heart I loved every second of it um, I'm just taking a bit of a, a larger professional step right now, but we'll see. We'll see where I end up. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So, uh, one question. How was ISU? Uh, did you live on campus? ISU is awesome, man. Um, here in Illinois, it's got the the acronym of being called I Screwed Up because it's looked at as the lesser <laughs> of uh, the two between ISU and University of Illinois. Um U of I's in the Big Ten, they get all the you know all the, yeah. the fame and glory. But I would not be here right now, and I certainly would not have done what I did if it weren't for ISU. So I I'm definitely thankful that I went there. It was a good time too. Uh, we 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 definitely like to have a good time here. We have uh, I think a pretty good bar scene, um, which is always mm-hmm. important when you go to a university. So that's a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I lived on campus all four years as well. Wow, a few kills, no rabs. <laughs> What other, um, did you have any other options or was it like Illinois, your school of choice? No, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty stubborn guy um, in, in most of what I do. I only applied to one school. That was ISU. I knew I wanted to go there. And if I didn't get accepted, first of all, that'd be tragic because they accept quite a few students. Not to talk trash about my university. I love it. But uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> in terms of like a backup plan, I didn't really have one. It was either go there or see what happens next. Mm. Wow. Interesting stuff. I knew, Interesting stuff. I've known you, well, I'm sure Ket has too. I've known you for a while, ever since you worked with the Bloomington Thunder. And glad to say I'm happy to see how far you went and how far you are going with your career, man. Um, yeah, definitely. I have a lot of experience um, 
very jealous of all the experience you have. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah, awesome. Um, you were definitely like meant for the type of role you had. I think with with it, the Thunder fun, and with yeah, the Bears, you really seem to be the perfect person and personality for that. Yeah, I I'm super lucky. I would never have imagined that I was able to do those things at that age, and I'm super blessed for it. It's Mm-hmm. it's it's humbling it's really cool and like i said nothing but just fantastic things and yeah. fantastic stories to share about everybody i worked with and what i was able to do awesome so um you said that you were you were an intern or you were at the 2016 world juniors in finland um do you want to explain what you really did there yeah that was that's a, a first of all a weird story of how I even got there. I was watching the World Juniors, uh, the 2015 World Juniors, and a advertisement popped up on TV that said, "Hey, the IHF or sorry, the Finnish Ice Hockey Association is looking for people to come help them serve as volunteers um, for next year's in Finland." I'm like, "Ah, what the hell? I'm I'm doing something in hockey right now. Why not?" So I applied. Um, the application was in Finnish, so I had to translate it on Google to English. Um, I, I sent the application in and I, I heard nothing for over probably three or four months. And then, uh, finally, as luck would have it on my birthday in September, I had an email that that I woke up to that was sent at about two in the morning, um, my time. And it was, you know, early morning, mid afternoon in, in Finland. And it was an email that again, was in all finished, but it was basically saying, congrats, you've been, you've been selected, which is cool and all. And I was super excited, but now the realization of how the hell do I get there? Um, and that's, that's a whole nother story. I ended up getting there. Um, I went initially for media relations, which is basically just helping out the, the members of the media. And there over there, we had the guys from, from TSN, uh, Ray Ferraro, Ray Ferraro and, NHL Network guys were there as well, so that was cool. It basically, just helping them out wherever they needed, handing them stats, keeping them up to date. And through some weird twist of events in um, festivities after some games, I had met the communication manager for the International Ice Hockey Federation who was saying that he was looking for some, some people to help him do the video work. Um, and I just so happened to be a broadcast journalism major and told him that I you know, I'm pretty good at that stuff and I can turn around videos if you need them done. And that's when I transitioned over from helping the, the Finnish Ice Hockey Association to the IAHF doing all their kind of content and media stuff for the social channels and for the website. Awesome. And you, um, by my knowledge, you got to interview some players. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and, and not just, you know, not just from USA, not just Canada, but basically anybody who could speak English from any of the teams (laughs) and um, most, most of the guys come from countries where they're required to learn English. So that, that wasn't a problem, but you ran into, and I mean, this is, it's how it is in, in international hockey, you run into the guys who kind of refuse to participate, whether it be because they didn't have a great game or just the the organization as a whole, we ran into that problem a lot. Um, I, I shouldn't say a lot, but we ran into it mostly with Russia who didn't want to turn over their guys after games, specifically in, in games that they didn't play well in. Um, I remember one time, uh, I think it was after Russia had played Sweden, um, whoever it was, it was after a pretty big game. We wanted to talk to Provorov, and their uh, communications manager told us that Provorov doesn't speak English, which was obviously an obvious <laughs> lie because he was playing over in Canada, and he'd been there for quite some time, so he had learned some English. He, he played me. actually in uh Wilkes-Barre for a little bit in in right. Pennsylvania and oh, yeah. uh yes and he was doing that I think he he played 16U here so he was here when he was 15 and he's, and he's pretty obviously I'm a Flyers fan I see him all the time and he can speak <laughs> his English is pretty good for a 23 year old Russian kid that's right. Ryan's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you kind of laugh it off because they're, they're just kids at the end of the day and yeah. sometimes they don't want to have to go through stuff like that. And you understand, um, but the, the good news was, it's not like we were there trying to pester them with questions as a media outlet. We were there just to gather stuff for the IHF website. So it took the pressure off of them, took it off of us. Mm-hmm. So what are some big name stars in the NHL now that you interviewed? Uh, oh man. Players. So we, we chatted yeah. with. 
uh, Matt Kachuk, Austin Matthews. Um, trying to think of other guys from U.S. State. Nick Schmaltz, um, Canada. You, who was on that team? Bertanen, I think, was the the headliner there. Um, I can't really remember too many other Canadians, but the coolest one was easily Kasperi Kapanen. We got to talk with him after he had just scored the game winner in overtime. And I mean, the Finns as a whole, man. Like, if you ever watch them on camera or just in general, the Finns are just adorable and they're they're the, the nicest people um we we talked with <laughs> after every single game just because we knew him and he spoke the best english and by the end of it um he he, he would just walk up to us because he had known us by then and was just assuming that we were wanting to talk to him wow now with, um, with but no Provorov. we couldn't talk to Provorov. <laughs> yeah wow um, with the interviews, is there any of them that are like very memorable? Like, did you talk to any of the guys after you interviewed them, or is it just the interview and the boom, they're gone? Um, I mean, the only one, oh man, off the record, right? No, just kidding. Uh, the only one that we <laughs> talked to to afterwards was Rutan, and he ended up at one of the nightclubs in downtown Helsinki. Um, that's really the only guy that we that we saw outside of there. Um, I they they all went out. You're they're legal in that country, so they yeah. had a good time after after the tournament was done. Um, no, I mean, uh, who was I going to say? I can't remember. Yeah, really, Bertanen really, was the only the only one that we got to see outside of it. Wow. How many games did you go to during oh, that man. World Juniors? Were you at like so, every single one? So I had an Airbnb that was in a little neighborhood right outside of downtown, and I was right smack dab in the middle of the two ice arenas, which was um, Hartwall Arena, where uh, Jokerit plays. And then the other one was uh, Helsinki Ice Hall, where um, I can't remember the team name. It's a, it's another small little Finnish team. But anyway, they're about a five-minute walk apart from each other. And after I had taken on a role um, to do the interviews, myself and a girl named Casey Hintz, who she's now a sports reporter over in uh, North Carolina, <laughs> her and I were being had a boy calling around. By the, yeah, right, right. Her and I being ushered around by the IHF uh, drivers from arena to arena back and forth. There were about three three to four games per arena per day. So we were back and forth doing doing each game each day. I, I don't know. I, I can't remember how many games are in the tournament, but a couple, uh, probably, I don't know, what, 20 to 30? Is that usually how many are at that tournament? Oh, Quite wow. a few. Yeah, there's Did a you, lot. Do you have to pay for your flight there back and your Airbnb or was that all covered? No, in this case, it was all volunteer basis. I was, I was the only American that actually, sorry, myself and Casey were the only two Americans that went. There was another Canadian that joined us, but you had to pay your way. Um, it was an expensive flight and the Airbnb, actually the Airbnb wasn't that bad, but I mean the experience and, and again, that's another thing that I kind of went on on a limb and it ended up helping me in the future for sure. Expensive. A Something big hit at the time, too. that's for sure. <laughs> used, a lot, used a lot of the old allowance money. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it on your mom's visa. <laughs> yeah, no Thanks, Mom. Um, Did you guys go out at all? Like Every night, night, dude. So here's our, our like, the, the, re- so the regular day, right? Um, first, of, first of all, too, it was in the middle of winter in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. And as you imagine, it's very dark and it's very cold. Yeah. Um, our average day, you go to the rink around, you know, anywhere from noon to three o'clock. You're at the rink until about one in the morning or two in the morning, depending on when the game's end. And then you immediately go out to the bars and the bars don't close there until five o'clock. Now, keep in mind, it's dark for about 14 hours of the day there. So by the time you arrive at the rink at four, it's already getting dark. And then you're at the bars and you come out at five o'clock. It's still dark. Then you get back home, you sleep, and by the time you wake back up, you already miss the daylight. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it was a vicious cycle, but it was so much fun. The, the, the bars and like, I, oh, I yeah. Mean, if you ever if you ever go, I can give you some some tips and tricks on which ones to go to. It was a good time. It's um, <laughs> they they do a weird drink or shot, whatever you want to call it. That's called fishu, and it's a vodka of some sort that they crush a fisherman's friend in which is a cough drop. Um, 
So oh, here, shit. here, here in, in America, we call that lean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but, that's, uh, that's yeah, that's good, good. good time. Uh, one more question. What are the girls like in Finland? <laughs> I mean, what were the yeah, girls I'm like just, after I'm the world curious. junior win in Denmark? Oh, you know, I, I mean, the Scandinavian ladies question. are fantastic. But it, it wasn't even the ladies that were all wild after the games. It was the guys that went. Um, I remember as we were walking downtown after – and by the way, seeing Finland win the world juniors in Finland was one of the coolest experiences I've ever been through. And they beat Russia in overtime. That was awesome. Um, but anyway, a- after that game, when we're all walking downtown, Helsinki, um, and mind you, this is probably negative 13 to 15 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, by the way. Um, it, it, there were Finns walking around, and I'm not even making this up, walking around downtown Helsinki naked. And nobody cared because they just won the World Junior. So they, everybody was having a good time walking around <laughs> in like guys, suits. Guys, guys or girls yeah. are naked? Oh, no, oh. all guys, all guys. Wow. Yeah. Regs, you would have loved it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, He's like, I need details. <laughs> <laughs> Moving I don't want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> Regs just booked the flight. <laughs> Moving on oh, from your um from the 2016 World Juniors, um, what experience for you, man? Like, you must you're gonna remember that for the rest of your life. And yeah, it was awesome. So cool. That's There's, awesome. And I, I at least have some video evidence to, to prove it. But yeah, it was it was really cool. And I mean, the country itself, I have always wanted to go back there just because of how, yeah. even if the experience wasn't great, the country was fantastic. Yeah. And after that, you went to become a marketing manager for Team USA Hockey in the U.S. National Team Development Program. Do you want to talk a little yes, bit? More, you want to talk a little bit more of the program because not many people, well, obviously some people do not like know what the program's all about. Yeah, so this used to be a part of my job to describe what it was. Let's see if I still got it. Um, yeah, that, that's a very good point, though. A lot of people have no idea what the NTDP is. A lot of people don't even know what that stands for. Which, again, like you just said, the National Team Development Program. It consists of the under seventeen and under eighteen U.S. national teams. Um, and so that's that's a compilation of all the best players in the country at that age level. So right now you're looking at the 2001s and the 2002 age group. They come from really all over the place here. Um, from you know, there's a kid from Scottsdale, Arizona, to to New York and everywhere in between. They all come together under one roof. And in that case, um, it's been in Plymouth, Michigan, for the past couple of years. They're in their fourth season now after moving over from Ann Arbor. And it's it's really cool because <clears throat> a lot of what they do on a day-to-day basis is based on setting them up to fail and to push them up against their own limits and to, to really kind of um, see what they're made of. They, these are kids. They're 16 and 17 years old who come here or not here. They go to, to Michigan and they, they live there, go to school there. And they're going up against talent in the United States Hockey League, which even though uh, the kids that play for USA might be more talented than them. They're far less experienced and they're much smaller. They're going up against, you know, anywhere from 17 to, to 21 year olds in the USHL. And historically speaking, they get absolutely macerated and they're under 17 year. Um, last year, that was a exception because of just how absolutely unreal talented the 2001 age group is. But yeah, um, they, they get tested and it's, that's, a big challenge for the program. And I think that's what confuses a lot of people is because these kids go from scoring, you know, two goals a game, being the best on their team, best in the region, maybe even best in the country to now where they're going up against kids three, four years older than them. And they might go five or 10 games without scoring. So it's confusing. Um, and it definitely challenges them, but they, they come out of it 10 times better than they would if they hadn't gone that route. It's become one of like the best programs in the world for junior hockey, essentially. Yeah. hundred percent. Look at the under 18 level and even at the under 20 level, the success that USA has seen over the last several years, it, it speaks for itself. And the, I, I talk about this a lot. The generational talent age gap is growing smaller and smaller. You look at guys who went through the NTDP and the first name you think of would be Patrick Kane. And then the next yeah. guy after that, probably Austin Matthews. And now the, the, the age gap is getting smaller. Like you used to go a couple of years between those big names, but now you got a guy named Jack Hughes following right in the footsteps of Austin Matthews. So it's, 
And I, I think that'll become the norm. I don't think you're going to have to wait a whole lot of years to see the next no. best American born kid. It's, it's, that's the norm right now. And these kids are unbelievable. Now, when you were working there, did you get to see Jack Hughes play? What's that? Did you get to see Jack Hughes play when you were at the Oh, American yeah. <laughs> Every single day, man. They, so they, they spent half their day at school, and then they came at around noon. They came to the rink. And so, I mean, we were there with them every day, uh, you know, watching them go through practice and, of course, the games that they played there at USA Hockey Arena. And then mm-hmm. um, my – specifically with my job, I was – the one that would go around with them to like any sort of community events that we do or, or outside of uh, the game um, kind of bringing them into the community to, because again, they're 16 and 17. They're not just there to develop into better hockey players, but into nice um, professional young men as well. So <clears throat> mm-hmm. how sick is Jack? He's going to look on the second line behind Nathan McKinnon. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I don't know. That's that's probably true. I think he could hop right up into a second line role, and a lot of people would think that that's crazy. But if you watch him play, even for ten minutes, you'll see pretty quickly how legit he is. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> seeing videos of him, man, he's just he's something else. His talent is just—he's on another level than the rest of the kids at his age group, really. And not even in his age group. I mean, he yeah, he's better year, than some guys older than him. <laughs> he he um he went to the under eighteen world championship last year in uh. In, in Russia, in Magnitogorsk, and he was the tournament leader. And he was the first one to lead that tournament as an underager in, I can't remember how long, it's been several years at least. Yeah. And Was the last guy was, Canadian? I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tyson Jost. Um, <laughs> when he broke Conor McDavid's <laughs> And, and and that was again as his underage year. So you look at what he can do this year with the with all of the kids that he has played with. Um, when they go back to Sweden this year, mm-hmm. I, it's it's kind of scary to think about what what he and the rest of that team can do. In the World Juniors for sure, he is something else. Um, this year's draft, there's a lot of players in that program that are getting drafted first round. Yeah, players. Yeah, like I think Alex last Turcotte. last I saw they they had projected. Mm-hmm. somewhere five to seven that can go in the first round and I, again I don't think that's any stretch oh there's, there's a lot of good kids even if Jack Hughes wasn't there you'd still be looking at a lot of very talented top end first God. round guys mm-hmm. yeah yeah Turcotte for sure and he I think he's been out with an injury for a little bit and because of that a lot of the guys who who maybe don't have the name recognition yet they've been really stepping up and guys who made the world of difference uh, for the for the team as they made the USHL push last year, like Trevor Zegers, who is an absolute goofball on and off the ice, <laughs> plays like a little mini Patrick Kane. He's tearing it up this year. I think he's second in the in the team in scoring behind Hughes. Matt Boldy, who again doesn't really get as much recognition as, as he deserves. He was left off of the uh, under eighteen team last year, and I, I think a lot of us thought that he could have made it. But again, that just speaks to how talented that team was. He's killing it this year. Uh, Cole Caulfield, who's all of five foot seven, scoring goals left and right. He almost set the goal scoring record last year. He was chasing Phil Kessel down. He missed it by one goal, um, but he's he's insane too. Wow. Um. So you've you've obviously seen a lot of players play, man, and you've seen you've been with them on like off the ice a lot. Is there any like weird superstitions you've seen from any of these players that they do before games? <laughs> Yeah, I and know. It, it's always it's always fun to talk about. I, a lot of people don't get to see the the other side of them. And again, the, it, I always refer back to this, but they are just regular ass kids. Like they're not they're not you know these egotistical beings. They're sixteen to seventeen year old dudes who are really good at what they do. Um, they're really good at hockey, but I think they're even better people. And I think that's super important because I believe in what they do over there in Plymouth, uh, on and off the ice. I know that they they have a lot of people on the staff that's behind the scenes of hockey operations, making sure that they're upholding their GPA and, and doing well in the community. Um, what was the initial question? I went on a tangent. I knew um, that <laughs> any like superstition, superstitions, mm. superstitions, superstitions, superstitions. Right. Superstition. I, I was, I, I was getting somewhere. I promise. Uh, there was a, so a guy by the name of Keandre Miller last year, um, you might know him. He was drafted first round by the Rangers this past year after they traded up for him. Yeah, he's playing for Wisconsin this year. Um, so I, I, I've seen a lot of, of pregame rituals, but I became a part of one last year. 
Um, so to give a little back backstory for our home games, um, I'd be down there in the tunnel with them doing our pregame intros, either getting them lined up or making sure they know what we're doing for that game. And then also running our nice big lighting and fog rig that I bought last year. That thing's sick, by the way, you got to see it. Um, <laughs> but but Keandre made me a part of his pregame ritual after he gave me a hug one day uh, as he was warming up off the ice before the doors had opened. I don't know why he just randomly decided to give me a hug and then he scored two goals. And then ever, ever since that after, uh, or sorry, before every game as we're in the tunnel, right before he skates out, he'd give me a, a big old bear hug and, He's like six foot two, I think. And then you add the skates on top of that. And I'm not the tallest guy, so it was always a an awkward hug. But it's, I don't know, it worked, man. He scored twice all of it, so. Until the one game he goes minus four, he's like, fuck this guy. I'm yeah. never hugging this weirdo again. <laughs> yeah, right, no kidding. <laughs> Any other superstitions, or is that the um, only one you remember off the top? Hmm. I know a lot of players I, don't have them. Some for, players do. I, from I think from USA, that's probably the the most memorable one. I, I mean, they all had their own superstitions. Most of them weren't really goofy. No, um, they had like normal ones. But I, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's per, that's the, the only one that really stands out to me at least. Yeah. Wow. But hey, any any superstition I get to be a part of that's that's pretty memorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And. Like we said before, there's so much talent on that team that not people don't know of besides Hughes because everything's been Hughes, Hughes, Hughes this year. And people yeah, don't yeah. recognize the rest of the players on that team that are really good that are getting drafted in the first round this year, like Boldy, you said, and Turcotte yep. and all those guys. So it's really nice to hear that they're not just players at the end of the day, but they're people. And they're nice people and they're genuine people. And Definitely. And it's... They and by the way, they will start to get name recognition. I'm fully confident of that. Once they start to, they just won their fourth international tournament out of four as a team. They're four zero internationally, which is unprecedented. But they'll start to get the recognition they deserve once they uh, inch closer. Win the to world the juniors. Yep, exactly. And I think <laughs> a lot of these. I'll speak for both of us, Connor. But a handful of them can can crack that roster. I think. I think Hughes is a lock in. I think. I hope that they consider Caulfield because he can score from anywhere on the damn ice. Um, I think Spencer Knight will probably make the team too as a goalie. But I mean, yeah, top to bottom, they're awesome. They're good kids. Um, mm-hmm. And they so there was a lot of like community service stuff that they were um, a part of, but not necessarily required to do. And like the coolest part is every so often a couple of them would walk up to my desk and actually ask me if they could be a part of some, some things that we were doing around the community. And that's just speaks volumes of, of the kind of guys that they are. Wow. Now it's good for the game. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now did you, awesome. um, The future is bright. Not just, not just because they're talented, but they're guys mm-hmm. who you'd really want to represent a team that, that you're rooting for. Now, did you, um, did you have a chance to ever talk to Wallstrom at all? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so he was there last year with with all the other 18s, and again, they're they're there every day with us. Uh, he's a good kid. He's he's um, just about as what's the word I'm looking for? Focused as they get. Um, he he's got kind of the same mindset, and it shows in the way they play as as Husey. And they're the guys that are walking around and always mean business. That doesn't mean that they're bad news at all they still like to joke around and have fun but when they're there uh at the rank they're they're all in they're going through film with coach they're making sure that they've got the game plan ready um the, the thing about wallstrom and we always noticed it is a lot of the kids would walk past our desks and kind of you know say hey or, or joke around with us but wally was always head down walking straight making sure that he's focused on whatever he's doing next next and um i mean he i i I feel like he he dipped a little bit in terms of where he probably should have been drafted, but man, he's he's fun to watch. That dude's got a shot that most people in the NHL right now don't have. He's a big guy too. Yeah, he is. I love how confident he is too when uh, the Islanders oh. drafted him. Yeah, that's the, a, that's he goes a... and rips the Rangers, saying that he's going to make them pay for not drafting him ninth. Yeah, oh. and he's when when we hosted Five Nations last year. He took a shot uh, on a power play to basically seal the deal against uh, the Finns. That was just, I think it was the shot that, that would define him. It was the most confident shot that you could see, and his 
his celebration afterwards was confident, and it's just that's kind of him as a player. Well, he's not very outspoken. Like he he's not the kind of guy that goes around chatting all all the time. But he when he's on the ice, he's one of the best players, and he knows that he's going to make that known. Wow. Now, is there any other um, players from that team that really stood out to you, or like someone that you knew? What wait, Connor? What was that guy you said I sound like? Who's the guy who sounds like me, bro? <laughs> Jet Wu. Oh, is it Jet Wu? Yeah. Is it Jet Wu? Who is it? Bodie, no, Bodie Wild. Bodie Wild. That's it. I thought it was Jet Wu, bro. Uncanny. Uncanny. It's unbelievable. He's, oh, Wild. Okay. I thought it was oh, Jet Wu, bro. I don't know I, why. I love Bodie. He's he's a goofy dude, too. We we went on a... Where did we go? This place called... uh like I can't remember what it's called. It, it was a laser tag, an indoor mini golf place. He went with us. We brought... uh who do we bring Turcotte and uh i don't know a couple other guys but anyway we we went because they were hosting like a kid's day and again have to remind everybody these are 16 and 17 year olds so even though you may not be interested in in going to a place with mini golf and bumper cars and laser tag they were and so here these big six foot tall 16 17 year old kids are running around with eight-year-olds playing laser tag and Bodhi was easily the most into it he didn't care how old the people were that he was playing against he was not about to lose in bumper cars or mini golf or or laser tag just the guys just being giant squeezing into a bumper car <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he almost killed our camera girl who her name is Paige Sine she was my roommate when I was over there. She, we were doing some filming and we were playing the, the mini golf and he decided to <clears throat> rear back and take a slap shot at the golf ball that bounced off something and almost hit Paige in the face. So that's <laughs> that would have been interesting to try to explain to our managers. That's for sure. Um, so before we um, sadly we have before we let you go, um, just one more question: Is USA winning the Rose mm-hmm. this year? Did you say is USA one of the world juniors? Yeah, I'm asking you. Right? Do you think they're going to win? <clears throat> I think that they have. Just say not, it. Just say if it. Not, if not this year, <laughs> then next year, they they have the best chance yeah. to win it that they have had uh, since they last won it. And it's the, the like this year. I think they they've definitely got a good chance. But next year, man, the talent that they have. The, if they don't win it, then that is just a colossal upset because. There's nobody at the world level that they haven't beat this the the 2001 age group that is, um, and I don't think there's anybody unless there's some drastic change in, in in the flow of things right now. There's there's no team that can beat them. The Finns have kept up really well, but I don't I don't think they're even close to the talent level that the the current group of kids are at. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think they can win it before and after the it. tournament once the roster. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I think if. Um, I think if the NHL teams of the guys that were drafted this past year let let those guys go, and and go and compete this year, then I th- I think that they'll do it, and I think they can do it pretty handily as long as they get the all the guys that they need. For sure, it's gonna be a really good World Juniors this year. I'm really excited. Are you gonna go? So, hmm. What's that? What's, you said yeah. What's that? I said, are you gonna go? No, it's in Vancouver. <laughs> Too far, oh yeah, that's way far away from you. Me and Riley got about that. Me and Riley went to <laughs> Buffalo last year, and it was sick, wasn't it, Riley? Yeah, yeah sick invite, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gone to the one in Buffalo and then the one in Toronto a couple of years ago as well. So it's been back to back years for me. It was good. I wasn't able to go last year. That was upsetting. I had to stay home and, and work the games that we had, but it it looked awesome. Like the, the outdoor game was really cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that game was sick. That game was sick. US won, by the nope. way. Our goal, shout out. Great. Right. Chuck. <laughs> do, you know who they, do you know who they beat? Uh, all right, this concludes our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, okay. Canada beat in the gold medal game? Okay, okay. No, no. That's not important. <laughs> not what we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, all right, Connor. It was um awesome having you on, buddy. We'll have yeah, to get a you lot. have to get yeah, you back thanks, on man. another time, man. Because it's awesome talking oh, yeah. to you again. Plenty, plenty of plenty of stories to share. That's for sure. It's I, it's hard to fit into one one phone call. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have lots more. But I mean, awesome to hear you're doing good, man. Um, happy you can come on, and we appreciate your time, honestly. 
Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's fun. Always fun to talk about it. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot, Connor, and uh, see you guys next podcast.